You're listening to the TSFP, the Strange Fruit Podcast, where we kick off topics that deal with black lives on a day-to-day basis. You know, the things that you want to say, but you just dare not to say. Well, that's what we're here for. Thank you for listening. another episode a new episode of the strange fruit podcast or tsfp i am adrian neely nikki brooks bishop green motherfucker let's go that's it (laughs) that's it well (laughs) (laughs) he really did though he really did say motherfucker and he said bitch ass call him a bitch ass he really did. He went straight okay. to the street. Where is where is where is Kirk from? Kirk from Dallas. Kirk is from Dallas. So he was born. Kirk, okay. 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 So, so so my thing is with y'all knowing this intelligent answer, why is this surprise when he talking to his to his kids? I don't. I don't. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm gonna say this. Kirk, Kirk, we know where Kirk's from, and I get, um, you know, the, I, my, my timeline is full of, 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 of opinions on all sorts of sides. And so the facts of the matter is that you can hear a clip that his son shared. His son is 33 years old. He's carrying on Franklin. A clip that he shared online of his dad cussing him out. And he likes into him, and he's like, he's also... You can tell towards the end of the clip, he's extremely upset because he's in that voice that, you know, if has anybody ever made you that mad, you like, yes, yes. You know, he gets in that voice where it's like he's he yelling out of his whole diaphragm and he's he's angry. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which is understandable. I don't care how saved you are, how good you are. In a lot of families, people do go there. And family relationships, family relationships can't get you that mad and angry. Now, um, you got some people on one side like, oh, well, you know, he didn't, he cussed him out, he probably needed it, he's 33, he's grown, he need to go on, whatever it is, and, you know, my mama cussed me out, all this stuff. Then, on the other hand, you have some people that are like, well, something's an issue, and something must be toxic. Well, uh, he had the, his son leaked the audio, and then Kirk came back and gave him an apology. And then the apology, Kirk says, my, um, as you, you know, my family and I, he says, my family and I have had a toxic relationship with carry on he then apologizes to the fans he apologizes to his fans and it says the part of the video you didn't hear was their their family therapist was on the phone um and keep me and my family in your prayers then carry on um and most people are saying well Kirk didn't need to apologize or whatever Carry on goes on social media, uh, basically is saying, "Hey, y'all are attacking me. There's no need to attack me. Um, I've, you know, my family. 14 years ago was the last time I was allowed to take a family photo with them. This is the last photo I was in. Um, he's 33, so 14 years ago meant he would have been 18 or 19. Um, he says that's the last photo I was allowed in. Um, and you know, can you imagine from age three to high school, you travel the world with your dad?" And then, you know, things are cut off 
and I'm looking for his exact words and quotes because I wanted to uh, I wanted to cite some of them. And then um, the 24 year old sister, they're 11 years apart. 24 year old sister gets on social media and basically says that uh, Carrie Hines, 33, need to quit looking for a hand, out stand on his own two feet, and all of this other stuff. And so, um, yeah, so people have quite a few opinions about it. And, um, yeah, and for me, I, I, I you know, it, it's, <laughs> my opinion about it is complicated. So, yeah, it's my opinion is complicated because <laughs> I, I, I get your kids can make you that angry and that upset. And that's granted, uh, I don't even think the issue is the cursing. I don't know a Christian who hasn't cursed or don't curse. Yeah, it is what it is. Sometimes that's just what you need to get the point across. I mean, and technically, if you really want to get technical, cursing is relative, you know, because a curse word in this society may not be one in the next society. We are the ones that determine that curse words are curse words. So, you know, I, as far as I'm concerned, it's, um, you know, I think it's, it's uh, I don't even think it's really so much a matter of Christianity. I really think it's more or less a matter of you kind of reaping what you sow. Because a couple of years ago, Carrie On, uh, they've always had an estranged relationship. Carrie On said a couple of years ago uh, that if somebody, if I wind up dead, then you know that it's my dad who tried to kill me. And um, when you have a, when you got uh, siblings that are 11 years apart and that, you know, we'll put it like this, outside of things like mental and emotional illness, when you have uh, situations where parents and, and kids have a relationship that is that volatile where they're able to provoke one another, I feel like it's where there's smoke, there's fire. There's something that has gone on and, and Kirk might be reaping what he sowed in that relationship with his son. Because he's sure. 33, and, and yes, he's grown, and yes, you got to stand on your own two feet. And I get all of that because I'm not making an excuse for that. But I am saying that, you know, parents can do some things that really wound people and break them. And everybody doesn't have the capacity to heal themselves. And, you know, some, some people be looking for the people that hurt them to heal them. And I mean, I, I might be, and I might be going down the, the problem is we don't know all the sides. I might be going down the path a little bit further than what a lot of people would want to go, but I just don't believe, um, uh, Kirk Franklin is so obsessed with image, man. I watched black love with him and his wife. He worked my nerves so bad because I was like, if you don't let this woman speak, if you don't quit trying to speak in Christianese and just be real and every time he's on the breakfast club he he manages to say something about women need to shut up and leave their man alone um did y'all hear his last breakfast club interview about two weeks ago the, oh not two weeks ago i, I watched the, <laughs> yeah i think the last time i saw on the breakfast club was like a quarantine kind of like uh i mean they're all quarantine episodes now but it was yeah he was talking about for his birthday his wife let him he went to a hotel got a hotel room because there was a controversy about him having a hotel by himself he said for his birthday he got a hotel room and he just sat up but naked to eat cereal uh because that's what he wanted to do on his birthday and Nobody um, huh? Nobody yeah. <laughs> and so Charlemagne was kind of messing with him. What kind of cereal, Kirk? You know, like he was, you know, he's messing with him talking about it. it's an odd thing. And you know, sometimes Kirk Franklin just he reminds me so much of churchy people 
when you when you got to get your bread and, and butter out of the church system, how you look and how you come across as right or wrong is very important. And so I just wonder if if you have a kid that you cut off um, at this age, which is not unheard of uh, amongst the church, it, amongst church folks, we are really serious about cutting. A, we'll cut somebody off in a minute if they ain't got it right with the Lord. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then now you're in this situation where that son may or may not be gaslighting you. Y'all cussing each other out, all of that stuff. Maybe he feels like he needs to expose who you are because of what people may think you are. He just may not know that no one cares about him cussing. <laughs> he, he just may not know that that may make Kirk Franklin probably don't know that us here you cuss like that probably makes you a little more popular and relatable you know Adrian you go ahead uh, next because I, I really uh, what I'm going to get ready to say is going to be real short and brief I mean I, uh, I, concerning I feel this. like it's okay so it, it's our business in that we saw it um that's it, it. And, and 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 it was it was public you know public because his son put it out there i i'm indifferent because i do feel like every family's got their their skeletons every family's got their issues i do uh i kind of look at kirk franklin i'm like well what did he say that wasn't something anyone said when they've gotten extremely heated like i mean if 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 we're looking at it strictly from people approaching it from the I'm so churchy I don't do those things that's not gonna be me because I'm that's crazy yeah. I mean you know I, that's just like people when when super Christians come out and they start uh, blasting somebody for cursing or for getting angry or for you know it's like well then obviously you don't know that much about scripture because you would also know he who is without sin cast the first stone you know and so obviously. Uh, there's no I don't think there's anyone especially when it comes to family and relationships and people who can people who know how to push your buttons you know if you think about all the people who can who know exactly how to push your buttons they're probably all family is you know your spouse knows how to push your buttons and your closest family members those are the people you are closest to those are the people you're with all the time. They know everything about you. They know all your idiosyncrasies, all your insecurities, all your weaknesses, all your strengths, all your, they know you like a book. So uh, I would be more interested, like, and so first of all, I, I feel like, why am I, I would never judge this man based on what I heard, because for one thing, I only heard him cursing, but what button got pushed? By a 32-year-old man, nonetheless. Like, his son's 32. And so you're a 32 year old man. You're a 32 year old man. Yeah. Um, and and so what did you, and first okay so here's my thing that seems very 18 ish. Like to to record your first of all I don't see how you had any intent for any good to come out of any situation by recording a phone conversation that's between you and someone else, and knowing that. And only playing that part of the conversation tells me a couple of things. It's like, well, what did you say before that? Secondly, you're recording the conversation. If if I have no ill intent or if I have no reason, nothing, I'm trying to catch anyone in, I don't see the purpose of recording a phone conversation with someone. Um, so to me, uh -huh. that means that there was some kind of intent from the beginning. 
I mean, like you expect it. You know what I mean? To me, that says mm-hmm. I expect for this to go left. And I, you know, and I want to have this as proof that it went left and not that I expect it to go left because um, I want to, it just, it, it, it's a real strong hoe energy in that move to me. Uh, like it, it's, there just, we go. It's, it's real hoish to me to, to record somebody. If you have a problem with somebody and you and that person have such a relationship that y'all are going to, there could be curse words or, or angry words exchanged. The worst thing and, and the shadiest thing to me would seem to be that you don't keep it between you and that person. And so mm-hmm. I feel like like when Michelle and I have arguments, I don't, you know, she doesn't record me and then take it to my job. And this is this is your, you know, this is the Adrian you guys think is so nice. You know, that that, that doesn't happen. I don't do that to her at her job. This is the Michelle y'all love so much. Are you not entertained? You know, I mean, it's like, so to me, there's something wrong with that. And I think before I go lambasting Kurt Franklin for anything, I would want to know what was said on that other end. You know, that's that's the thing I was going to say, uh, Adrian. Um, you took the words right out of my mouth. Hoish. Uh, I would never record someone without the intent uh to either to either use that later i would uh not be uh recording someone if i didn't have um some kind of a, agenda whether it's to protect, protect myself from from later i understand that i'm looking at it just from the from the clipping i don't i don't i don't want to go into what could possibly have spun this I don't I don't even I don't even want to get into that because that's not my business. So for me personally, as a Christian, yes, I cuss. Yes, Christians cuss. I'm 46 years old, preacher's kid. And if I if you grew up anywhere near uh, a, a country yeah. uh, church, you know, black church especially, you you heard the deacons cuss. Okay. Or the usher would cuss. I mean the Sunday school teacher yeah, will cuss. Okay. I mean, that didn't make them any less Christian than, than, than the next yeah. person. <clears throat> Matter of fact, those, those were the saints that I trusted the most they because they was real. Okay? They, they, they was real. Now, Nikki hit something on, on the head that I didn't think about, but, but being that you said this, this is why I feel, and this is a straight yeah. assumption at this point, so anyone listening, I'm just letting you know, this is just all assumption based upon what I see. If it's all about image, which, you know, Nikki pretty much pointed that out based upon his livelihood and how he's come up, you know, and and who his target audience, you know, is uh, is dependent upon, you know, the Christian base, uh, you know, Christian fans. And, and, you know, I'm sure he's got some that aren't. But, yeah, I mean, we know who his who his mainstay is. It's about it's about image, and that's the reason why he got up there and did this little PR thing. Whether it was real or not, that ain't that ain't what I'm questioning. So that is what I feel this son was trying to aim at, just off of that alone. You don't go and throw things on Instagram, okay? Unless you're trying to catch some social 
some social media eyes and attention, which he he got well, what he wanted out of. Yeah, I and mean, he got it's folks all talking about relationship too. See, like Adrian was talking about me and Michelle, what we don't do. I, you know, I give my own, you know, thing. My brother and I have uh, both gotten out of pocket with our parents as adults, where it's been some things that they have done that we have felt warranted, you know, about. But my parents have never, ever talk to us any kind of way or step out of their role as loving parents um even when we were in the wrong and because but and here's the thing no one knows it because we know it's enough love there that we cover each other and that's and that that's born out of relationship and i think that the way carry on in his own statement talks about his family their the relation this is again based on what's put out the relationship ain't there he says he got on his instagram and said i'm finally out of a 14 year deep hole of chaos and confusion this is the last picture i was allowed to take with the family in 06 if my freedom sparks your interest blah 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 he goes on he says and this these are some of the things i'm gonna read through here that strike me he says imagine being taken all across the world from third grade to high school then never again imagine if my re- a couple pages out of my reality made you feel some type of way. Just remember that your children will grow up and, grab a, and gravitate towards you. Or if provoked for too long, we can love you enough to leave you alone. If my dad continues to self-sabotage our progress and ignores me for another 14 years and doesn't accept me, I'll still be fine because I'm breaking the generational curse right now. 14 years, not one dinner, not one cozy Sunday night together, not invited over for Christmas or any holiday. I'm sick of threatening words, constantly behind closed doors. I've earned the space to speak how I please about my childhood. None of you are watching my shoes. I'm going to stay focused and keep busy with my clients and creativity. I will grow from these experiences. Please don't crucify my father. I'm not here to bash him across the board. I didn't even cuss in the recording. I think he did, though. Why do people assume I did something to deserve verbal abuse? I just said what he said back to me. My father's been speaking very mean and manipulative to me for 14, 15 years now. My voice will be heard. I forgive him for the past pain. I'm learning every day on my own this thing called life. Send positive vibes because it's difficult to focus on my work under these conditions. And yet and still, I'm going to stay focused because my head is up. Swank media. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that well, answers well, everything right there, Nikki. You don't hear me? His voice will be heard. Okay. So, okay. He, so he, okay. yeah, we can. I'm just yeah, we can hear you. I, Go I, ahead. You know, it's, uh, the, the, the connection's been acting weird today. But, okay, yeah, so, Nikki, I just got a, a real quick question. Yep. <laughs> You're out of pocket with your parents. Like, like see, that's that's the thing that, that, that I kind of am still on. I mean, yeah, you, you, you when he called his bitch and, and, and a, a motherfucker, like, I just wonder what, like you said, you've been out of pocket with your parents as, as an adult, but your level of out of pocket might be like you just decided to stand up for yourself um, or whatever, you know. So I just feel like we don't know. That's the thing that we still don't know his level of out of pocket. Like, we don't know the exactly level of out of pocket. Say, you know, like, well, so, it, apparently there's rumor. Well, they, Kurt says that a counselor was on the phone. Uh, but there are several people. There's in a particular group that I'm in. They're saying that it was T.D. Jakes who was on the phone with them. And and if that's the case, I've been, you know, my parents, uh, my, my, um, my, after my mom was widowed and, uh, you know, my mom's husband is a pastor. We have had 
pastor friends that come in and mediate family issues and things like that. And we've done the same, you know, where we go and mediate for people. So, I, and, and if it's a safe space, the space is safe and you're able to get what you need to get off your chest if it's that bad. But you're right, Adrian. We don't know what the out-of-pocket was. But here's the other thing that keeps coming up that I, that I find to be interesting in worse conversation is the idea of, especially Black folks, us feeling that it's normal to talk to our children like that, no matter the age. That discussion is the one that's going on. That's an underlying discussion that I am definitely impressed with in the sense of, okay, parents seem like a lot of people think it's cute. Your parents told you, sit your goddamn ass down. You know, whatever it was, you know, but, or your parents touched you out the way that Kirk did his son. Um, and some of the stories that people are telling things like, is that okay? Is it, is it part of course in the culture? Is there something that we have to be, you know, should we be normalizing? Is, is is that okay? Is this you know? So yeah. I mean, Nikki, we 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 kind of know the basic. We know the basic idea and the the basic answer to that, which is no. I mean, if anybody's second guessing that, hey, go go seek help on your own on your own time. We kind of know that. What I'm what I'm what I'm so focused on is why are we so shocked that he cursed. I know what he said was wrong and you should not say that. But again, you know, uh, we don't know what happened beforehand. We don't know. And therefore, I can't assume it doesn't give him the right to go off, no matter how heated he, he was. But we've all said things in the heat of passion or, or a moment that, that you wish you hadn't said. Yeah. We've all and done that before. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, so... I want to read this. Too. So my my thing my point my point is um, this is one of the for thought that comes from an author of uh, Candace Bimbo who um is uh writes for Essence magazine and she says uh let's be very clear church made it okay the church because because these are the discussions beyond the cussing the cussing to me is surface level and really stupid nobody cares uh, but. This is the the, the, exactly. the root that people are getting at right here, which is the ones that I'm, I want to get into at some point. And these are the discussions I wanted to take part of. I feel rich. Let's be very clear. The church has made it okay for folks to operate in leadership capacities while being terrible parents. Many of our pastors aren't even claiming and publicly acknowledging all of their children. I know this for a fact. Some are terrorists at home. Some have abysmal relationships with their children. Folks know it and don't care. Hey, y'all got a whole bishop who literally wiped the existence of his adult daughter from his entire genealogy. And y'all still keep inviting and following him and his family who went along with it everywhere. Y'all still singing the songs of a man who burned and disfigured his four-year-old stepson. That's James Fortune. Y'all ain't never cared how these folks treat children, babies, or otherwise. And the reason many pastors did not bat an eye mm. Kirk calling his son a bitch-ass, poor-ass, skinny-ass motherfucker and told us that it's none of our business and we shouldn't judge it is because they have been or are equally as harmful to their children and or they know folks who are. Family is your first ministry and there are entirely too many pastors and leaders comfortable pastoring and leading while their houses are a mess. Doesn't mean you aren't human. 
nobody said you had to be perfect but what does it mean that so many are so comfortable representing God in public while wreaking havoc in the personal lives of the people closest to them and for too long access to the pulpit is giving many of this cover while trying to craft five-star ministries ain't nothing you can tell me about the love and power of Jesus when you ain't claiming your kids Ain't shit you could tell me about God being a father to the fatherless when you treat one set of your kids differently than the other. And ain't a damn thing you could tell me about the Holy Spirit being a comforter when you are terrorizing your own kin. That is how people feel about the church right now. That, to me, that sums up a lot of that feeling of... I I have nothing to say to that. That's a perspective that I can't... You know what I mean? Like, I cannot touch it. Like, I I understand... (laughs) that perspective too i, I, I can't totally, yes i can't refute i i i, I totally wow. uh she, she goes on you know she kind of went in with some other things she talked about you know if you, if the world finds out that you are publicly you know speaking to your child like that whether they took you to a place or not uh to process you know you should be uh apologizing to them um she kind of goes into um the fact the son is 33. Uh, very few people even knew the son existed before he made himself known. And folk, folks are justifying the father because he makes bops. And it's exactly why most of us are in therapy and others need to be. I, I, you know, it's uh, I, I think those are things that I'm like, ooh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bars. yeah. Bars. That's bars. bars. Yeah, that's bars. And that's the discussion (laughs) that I think is worth having around this. No one cares about Kirk. No one's going to cancel him. You didn't cancel him for porn. We're not going to cancel him for cussing out his son. It's just not going to happen because honestly, nobody cares that much. He's not getting canceled for being cursed out, uh, for cursing, um, or for anything else for that matter. Um, So but I think there is some work and value to some of those other those other conversations about you know this whole bishop who wiped his child out the genealogy. Her and her children. Her and her yeah, children. Who which one is that? Ooh, I, can't, I don't even want to look. I'm scared to even talk about it. <laughs> uh, uh, man, because mm-hmm. I don't know these things. See, I don't stay in I don't stay in that realm, I guess. I don't I don't follow uh yeah, churchy church, uh yeah. spectrums like that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not into that. That's about it. Like, that's not I'm my me. church and if, if something pops up on, you know. Uh man, where the Holy yeah, Spirit right. leads me, that's where I'm at. That's yeah, right that's how I roll. I, I was you know, that, I'm not in that whole thing. Um yeah, I was in that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll say that um uh, my first official job was actually at a church, a, a mega church. Um, and um, so I used to be on staff at a mega church. Um, my my childhood pastor, there's a lot, there's a lot. We're gonna we'll take some of that offline though, because I okay. it's a little too close for comfort. But I got yeah, it's some it's some it's a lot going, it's a, it's a lot, and I think um there are a lot of people in this age group that are kind of you know our age group really that were uber churchy and were trying to get into that whole thing and then i think walked away with lots of hurts and pains 
where you know it's a lot of people that have left they ain't left god they didn't just left some forms of organized religion because of things like that yeah yeah and i'm you know i'm beginning and that right there in organized religion and what i'm seeing of it lately it doesn't it doesn't represent what it's supposed to so I'm, I, I used to be kind of like, well, yeah. this, and you know, I used to feel like, you know, I had to stick up for the church, so to speak, but I don't anymore because the church is not doing, it's not holding up its end of the bargain in a lot of places. You know, like I said, that's, a, that's a whole, that's a whole word right there. Why is it so many times that women after they get married, let themselves go? Why is it? Why do they do that? Now look, I'm not saying every woman can be the epic, the epic trophy wife of all time, like Melania Trump. I'm not saying that at all. Now most women can't be trophy wives, but you, you know, like her, maybe you're maybe a participation trophy. I don't know, but all I can say is not everybody looks like that. Amen. Not everybody looks like that. But, but you don't need to look like a butch either. Now we're gonna we're gonna stick to the subjects on that, but we're gonna pivot mm -hmm, a little like bit. Uh, since we're, since since <laughs> since we're talking about church and everything, um, just uh, a few days ago, honestly, I think it was like last week or so, is uh, a pastor. I don't know if y'all heard about it. A pastor by the name of Stuart Allen Clark out of uh, Malden, Missouri, uh, got up and, and uh, did a little sermon about trophy wives and how the wives should uh, yes. look good for their husbands and they need to, they need to look like Melania Trump. And uh, so, and I mean, he was like asking for amens to get some. Yeah, he built I mean, <laughs> like someone, you know, hey bro, just uh, stick with your vibe. He built like SpongeBob and the Pillsbury Doughboy cousins, to, like they, yeah. like they had a baby. If they had a baby, that's how his body was built. Merged SpongeBob with Pillsbury nope. Doughboy. <laughs> no, not Pillsbury Doughboy. Marshmallow Puff no from Ghostbusters. Yeah. Merged yeah. Marshmallow Puff from Ghostbusters. He looked like SpongeBob. he was. In, he looked. He looked like the last time he was in great shape when he was a sperm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought he looked a lot like a bootleg Drew Carey. No disrespect to Drew Carey, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. My thing is, just him his wife must have had an argument that morning because he got up there and tried to preach about. She must told him to lose weight, and then he was basically like, you know, you're not looking so hot yourself. You know, you want to look like the the hottest trophy wife in the mall, Melania. He used that bully toolkit, and you know the thing about it. Again, I think it speaks volumes to the state of the church. Before I wrote him, it speaks volumes to the state of some of the hypocrisy that's been tolerated and come out in the church because he actually thought that he could get up there and teach that, and it wasn't going to be a problem. Well, he thought he mentioned some Trumpiness in there. And see, he, yes. he must have that, that church that as long as you you pissing off black folks, you're good. But yeah. when you pissing off when you pissing off white suburban housewives, then that's a whole different thing and he didn't realize that. He didn't, he didn't realize he thought he could do the same thing, you know, because he had probably been saying stuff about black people all week. 
then he felt like, oh, well, if I can say stuff about black people, and as long as I stay Trumpy with it, I can I can bring in, yeah. you know, I can attack these women, and the women's like, oh no, you keep that. That's you keep that. that you keep that for well, the blacks. I don't think that's <laughs> his blacks. I don't know about the backlash from within the church. I think the backlash was from it being posted online. I don't um, know. He, you know amen. Said, this same week. Well, he um, is on. He <laughs> is on leave. He said it. He's on leave. He said, "If I were a woman, I'd want to be beautiful, like Melania, essentially." Now, mind you, okay, <sighs> Melania. We won't even talk about the hypocrisy and Melania having, you know, plastic surgery, but y'all. You remember me talking, telling y'all, and I say this all the time about misogyny. And Bishop, your wife says something very similar about men not thinking soberly with their choices. It is something about misogyny in America that has made a lot of men feel like they're supposed to be able to, if they got a job, if they, if they just got a job and they pay for a house, whether that house is on wheels or stilts, or a foundation, or in the desert, or whatever, or an apartment, if they pay for a roof, and got a job, then they feel that they can go pick women out of, you know, the crowd, like flowers, ooh, I want that one, and so you got all these men that be solid 3.6s, mad, because solid. they try, I mean, you're solid, you, you're a strong firm, you're a strong firm 3.6, you solid, bro, you solid, Solid 3.6. We can round you up to a fold if you want to, but you a solid 3.6. And even and that rounding really, is questionable. The round is questionable because you're so solid on the 3.6. You three point you solid. All right. That's where you have firm 3.6. And you want to go pick out eights through tens and make them mind you. And you get upset because they are not lucky. To be ladies, with you. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let me just go on and say this. This is what happens when we wait a while to get back together and get to saying what up. we need to say because we we rating people, we rounding them, we we you know <laughs> we adding them together that make ten. Is, is we it, doing all this kind accurate, of stuff, though, man. It's the bad accurate, Adrian. <laughs> it's real. Three point six. He's. I mean, at three point six. That's like when I tell my students when they're like, "Mr. Mueller, I was right here. You could have just gave me the." You give me the next grade up. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. I did some, I did shady math to get you to this point. I did shady math like to get this, you there. This was me working. This three points. Yes. Is me is me giving you a solid nudge. Yes. And so that's the way I feel solid like about him. That's the way, like when you the solid three point six, I feel like that's your nudge. You that's generous. That's a nudge. If, if we get to the four, that's a blessing. But that four is that, that four is 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 like you you asking a lot from me. I just can't if I give you the four, then oh. now my integrity comes under question. Exactly. Yeah. People ask like I, I, I gotta keep my hands clean. Like I can't I can do some things, but I can't just straight up lie. Like I can stretch it, but I just can't be out here giving grades away. Yeah, just, <laughs> just doesn't yeah. work like that. That that's and that's just how it is. You a solid three point six, and you we can land there firmly based on the rubric, and that's about the best that we're gonna yeah, be able yeah, to I do. Can, I can slide you a couple extra points. Yeah, but they're not gonna they're gonna keep you. They're gonna keep you at a C. Even if I give you the bump, you still gonna have a C. And that's it. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Why? Well, on that note, I think <laughs> is there anything else you guys want to say on that? Because I'm done on it. I mean, I bottom line is that that man was way out of pocket, way out of line. He got a couple of amens. It wasn't many. I promise you. It was not. If you want to go back and listen to it on YouTube, hey, go and uh, research Stuart Allen Clark, pastor, and just uh, this is why have, women have are tired. Of, this but is, uh, they yeah, tired. man, they, they tired. They tired of playing nice. <laughs> this is why they tired. And it's like every time I think I see a dumpy picture of this dude, well, I Nikki, see a, you will a be proud of picture of this dude. Like he. As I'm just looking at it, in Google Images of him, he's getting fatter with each picture, so it's just not right. No, it's not. Like, he's like a solid 3.6 on the Richter scale. Me viewing, like between me viewing, it's like he's eating Twinkies, <laughs> and the next picture is like him after a couple of hoagies. It's not. It's it's silly. And had the nerve to say something about weight. It's <laughs> you know, uh, it again. It's the equivalent of you know my. IP you know, feels so my heart goes out to so many of these single people in the game right now because yeah. it's the equivalent of these dudes that be sitting up talking about how women keep themselves together. They want a woman to look like Beyonce, but they're receding. You can't be built like the letter P. You and... can't be receding <laughs> and talking about what she spends on her hair. You need a piece too. My thing is it, 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 my thing is, there's nothing wrong with looking, looking nice first. for yourself first. Okay, self love, you know, and, and you know, and if you want to, you know, keep your man or you want to keep your woman happy, you know, you know what she likes, she knows what you like, you know, that's that's between y'all, you know, work work on y'all. But the thing is, is that you cannot at any given time in a marriage. Come out here and say, I want you to be a nine or a ten, and you looking like a busted can yeah. of biscuits. And okay. Biscuits, I mean, like great value you, that can't be. <laughs> I mean, bottom line is you gotta match, you gotta, you got listen, like, you gotta match it's, energies. Yeah. That's really what I'm trying to say. It's supposed to you be got, flaky, but you gotta match energies. Don't come, just, don't it won't get off the pan. You'd be like, dang, part of the biscuits I, just staying here and it's burnt I, on the bottom. <laughs> And it's just like... <laughs> I, I'm not. <laughs> no, man. Hey, all right. So we got that. That's done. I, I got that out of my system. I really just needed to hear Nikki go in because I knew she was going to go in and she did. So it's no disappointing there. Thank you for listening to the TSFP, the Strange Fruit Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share the podcast with others. You know our motto, each one reach one to teach one. Also, do us a solid. Sound off on our Facebook and Twitter page, The Strange Fruit Podcast.